for the quitters. Game quitters. Listen up, quitters. Game quitters. It's the Game Quitters Podcast with Cam Adair and Jason Wellwood. On today's show, did somebody say Netflix and chill? Hey, forget about all that. We'll teach you how to binge on productivity instead. And now, hey, pass the popcorn, will ya? It's your co-host, Jason Wellwood. What's up, Game Quitters? Jason Wellwood here for another episode of the Game Quitters Podcast. This is the big one nine. This is our final teenage podcast. After this, we're moving on to the 20s. Oh, man, I can't believe we've been doing the show this long. I'm excited for today. We've got a great show planned for you. Lots of great content to come. Cam is away today. He's been traveling all over the place, this guy. if he, I tell you, like if he's not out in Tanzania... He's flying somewhere else to go do a talk, or he's, uh, you know, working on greater, bigger, better things for game quitters, and you really can't blame him. I wish you could have been here today because we have a great show for you, but at the least, Cam wants you to know that we put our heads together for this one, and as I will be flying solo, the show we planned for today is certainly going to be worth your time here today. Cam should be back for next week, and we'll be back on schedule, so we do wish him the best of luck in his pursuits and that uh, we can catch up with the guy here soon. But today, what I have for you, friends, is a great episode. We're going to be talking today on how you can learn to binge on productivity. Sounds kind of strange, doesn't it? Well, we're going to get into that today and try to turn that habit around because I feel you. I do it too. Sometimes I come home from a long day at work. I just want to turn on the TV and watch Netflix. I want to do the binge thing too, you know. But The thing with binging is it can get out of hand so fast. With all these new things they're introducing, like you may have noticed, Netflix, YouTube, they got the countdown timer now. I mean, you finish watching a video and it's already planning what you're going to watch next, you know, and you only get so much time. I've found that when that countdown timer comes up, I've usually got just enough time to get up, maybe go to the bathroom and then sit my ass back down before the next show starts. And it can be hard because... It's almost as if Netflix doesn't give you enough time to think it over. Do I really want to watch another one of these right now? Do I need to watch another one of these before it's already on and you're watching it anyway? So how could we take those habits that we pick up from binging, whether it be with games, uh, Netflix, YouTube, even just browsing the internet excessively, and try to put that into more of a productive mindset? There is a way to do it, and I'm going to teach you how. We have six steps here today that I'm going to go over And we're going to jump right into it. Now, here's the thing. Before I start, a little disclaimer for you. Take note here. You have to train yourself to do this. I wish it was as easy as sitting on the couch and watching that countdown timer. But unfortunately, you do have to take a little initiative. But the good news is it's actually not as hard as you think to do. And there's a lot of great technology at our disposal here today in 2017 that we can really take advantage of and make this happen for ourselves. So, without any further ado, let's break it down. Step one, how to binge on productivity. The first thing you need to start learning to do or practicing is meditation and visualization. Now, think of it like this. We're all familiar with video games. Let's not beat around the bush here. 
They're a lot less painful now than they were back in the uh, late 90s, I assure you that. But you know what they are. Now, you ever, maybe in your gaming past, been waiting for something to load and you just kind of sit there and twiddle your thumbs, maybe a message pops up on the screen telling you, you know, some sort of game tip. You kind of just sit there and wait because you're forced to wait anyways, right? Well, what you need for yourself is a bit of a loading screen in life. Because I always found that when I used to game, that loading screen was kind of almost like a little bit of a meditative period. You know, you kind of sat there in silence, just waiting for that bar to fill up. And while you did, you would think about the things that were to come in the game. You might think ahead. You might even just sit there and think about nothing. But you would, it would force you to sit there and be still for a minute. Starting your day this way, when it comes to productivity, can be huge. Create a loading screen of your own in your own life. Whether that be waking up and trying to meditate, sit there, concentrate on your breathing, even just for five minutes. You don't have to go all out. You know, nobody said this has to be a half hour loading screen. Just give yourself a minute or two to sit there. Pay attention to your breathing. Close your eyes if you want. Just get comfortable and relax. You don't have to think about anything, but just be silent. Prepare yourself of the day you're about to have of binging on productivity. Now, another way you can do this, your loading screen could also contain a little bit of visualization. You know, on your loading screen on a video game, you might use to see, you know, some images pop up on screen, maybe a short little video to keep you entertained. Well, do this with your brain. It's your most powerful tool to prepare you for what's to come. When you visualize success, especially, that sets you up for success later in the day. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, what I'll do is I'll think about what I have to do today and I'll just picture myself doing those things, succeeding, and even just by doing that, your brain gets into this mindset of, okay, this is possible. And okay, I've seen it play out in my head. So now I have a set of steps I need to carry out in order to achieve my success. For example, before we move on to the next point, I'll paint a picture of what this would look like. Let's take uh, sports as an example. Sports is great. Let's say you're a soccer player or you play baseball or hockey or golf or just something. Athletes do this all the time. Talk to just about any professional athlete and they'll tell you that visualization is huge because it puts you in that mindset for success. If you were to wake up and let's say you had a huge golf tournament, imagine the way you swing that club. Imagine how it feels to stand and hold the grip between your fingers. Where do your hips move when you pull back the club to swing? Where do your eyes go? Do you watch the ball? Do you look straight ahead? What is your technique? What does it feel like to do that thing that leads you to your success? For athletes, of course, they imagine whacking that ball right down, center, down the fairway and towards the green. And just by seeing that in your mind, your brain gets ready for that success. So take that and apply it to anything, whether you're an artist or maybe you record music or even if you just go out and volunteer and help people, imagine what that's going to look like when you go downtown and give someone who's less fortunate than you a sandwich that you made, you know, or something like that. These things that you do, picture them in a success mindset. Set yourself up for that success, whatever it is. Get your brain ready. Give yourself a loading screen. Let's move on to number two here. Create a reward system. 
Now, again, you might see a pattern here. We're pulling things straight from our previous life in gaming and applying them to the real world so that we can learn to binge on productivity just like we used to binge on entertainment. So with a reward system, think of it like this. Give yourself something for success, the success you visualized. What you're going to do is set up what I would like to call real-life loot crates and disperse them throughout your day before you get to work. Think about a few things you'd like to enjoy. That can be anything. Maybe it's a your favorite snack. Uh, maybe it's giving yourself an opportunity to go out for a run. Uh, maybe it's watching a how-to YouTube video on something new you want to learn, a new skill. Set up these rewards and have them in your mind. Even write them down if you want. Then all you need to do is build a bit of a goal list around that. And we're going to get to that in point number three about what you can do specifically. But just keep in mind when you build that goal list, always know what the reward is going to be afterwards. So you'll always have that in your mind when you start working on something, whether it's maybe you wanted to write four pages today because you're trying to become a blogger or write a book. When you write your first two pages, that would be a great marker for you to jump in and go, okay, I'm dropping one of my loot crates right here. I recommend you choose anywhere from about two to five for your day, depending on how many tasks you have, but always make it measurable. Don't make it too easy on yourself. I'm sure we're all familiar with the systems that go into RPGs. You grind, you grind, and you grind, and then eventually you get that reward, and you go back and grind again. Think of the work period as the grinding. It's work you want to do because you know it's going to lead to something great in the end. Set up that reward, pick up your loot crate, and then repeat. Short and simple, not much else to say there. Let's move on to number three. Number three, as I alluded to, is setting up a goal tracker, or we could call it a quest tracker if you want to tie this in to, again, an RPG type of system in a video game. Think of it like that. When you open up that menu in a video game, you have a list of quests or goals or things you're supposed to achieve, mission objectives, whatever it is. Create one of these in your own life. I highly, highly recommend this. I do it myself. Every morning I wake up and I walk over to the next bedroom where I have my studio space, where I, I write, I record music, I record this podcast. I walk in there and I have a big board on the wall. It's one of those boards with uh, thumbtacks, you know, you can stick them in a cork board. And I've had this thing since I swear I was probably like eight or nine years old. I remember my mom had bought it for me when I was a kid. This thing's got a history. I got to tell you, this ain't no ordinary corkboard. This thing has got like flourishes from my years growing up as a teenager. It's got old album covers from punk rock bands in the 2000s and man, the thing is dated as hell. But I love it because it's got character. I made it my own. I suggest you do the same. Whether it's a corkboard, a piece of paper, a Word document on your computer, whatever it is, have some sort of tracking system, but customize it to make it your own, to make it feel like, yes, this belongs to me. Do that first, and then when you fill this puppy out with all your goals, you're really going to feel, it's strange, but a sense of attachment to it because you've customized it. I like to think of this as skinning. You know, in video games, you can unlock skins for weapons or your character, this is the same. As much skinning as you can do in your life really makes the process of productivity more enjoyable. You know, it's even as simple as just hanging up some pictures in your office of things you love or that motivate you. That alone can keep you on track more than you might realize. So take your goal tracker, your quest board, make it your own, but then you might be asking, what am I going to fill this thing out with? 
That's really up to you, though. I can't tell you that. You know what you're working towards. Whatever it is, you need to figure it out and put it on that quest board. But how do you start? What I recommend is start with the big picture first, because that's always easiest. We know where we want to be. So get that big idea. And if you can, put that at the top of your document, your board, whatever it is you're using it, using it for. Big, bold letters, color it in if you want, stylize it. Just make sure that goal, in as few words as you can put, is on top of everything else. So you, when the, you open that, you walk up to the board, you always see that thing first, and it's a constant reminder of what you're working for. Now, you may already kind of be able to guess where this is going. You're going to break down that larger goal into smaller things. And do this as diligently as you can. If it's something you can't do in one sitting, take time to walk away and come back to it. But what the ultimate goal is, is you should have at least three tiers of objectives. So, of course, like I already alluded to, you're going to have your huge goal in mind. That's like your end game. But then the three tiers underneath, we have our main quest, we have our side quests, and then finally, what I like to call fetch quests. Maybe not as important, but easy to take care of and get out of the way. So break down the goal in the main quest. That's like your big story to get you to that end game. What are the main things you need to do? Come up with a few points. So if your big thing is, I want to start a YouTube channel to help people learn how to fix cars. I don't know. This could be anything. What would this look like with those tiers of quests that I just alluded to? Well, of course you have the end game. I want to launch this channel to show people how to fix cars. That's the end game. But what are the main quests, the storyline to get you there to that end game? Well, I would say, look at the most important things on the way. What are the big, I guess, milestones that really stand out to you? I would say, well, if I'm going to be able to fix cars and show people how to do it online, I need to first buy some sort of vehicle to fix. So I would say that's a big goal to work towards. Save up the money to buy the vehicle to fix. That's huge in your main quest line. After that, you could add in things like actually fix the car, all aspects of the car that need repairing, and shoot videos for each of that. That would be a huge main quest. You might also want to look at setting up the YouTube channel and actually launching it to the internet, to the public. That would be a huge main quest in your story of getting to that end game of having this channel online and out in the real world. But let's take it down a notch now. Let's go to the side quests. Now, take those main points you just came up with and kind of break those down into smaller morsels. Let's look at the buying a car. Well, you might need some sort of plan to save up the money. So maybe right now you're not working. Well, finding a part-time or full-time job to pay would be a great side quest to get you onwards to the main quest. And just do this with each of your goals. It's really that simple. You might put in the category for launching the YouTube channel itself, Learn about marketing, YouTube marketing. How do these things work? Uh, what do I need to do when it comes to getting followers? How does monetization work on YouTube? All of these things would be great side quests. But yet again, we can break it down even further into the final category, fetch quests. What are the things that are going to take me maybe just a day of my time at most to complete, but will give me one step closer to completing a secondary quest, or a side quest, sorry, or one of my main goals. Well, that would be things like, I might need tools to fix this car I'm buying. I better put that in the fetch quests. Go out and acquire the tools I need. Go out and get the video equipment I'm going to need to shoot the videos. 
all of these things. Break down your goals as much as you can. And I'll give you a little hint here because the more you break down the goals, the more service you're actually doing to yourself. Because if you have a hundred small goals as opposed to only five large goals, think about what it feels like in a video game to check things off a list. Like, uh, you know, they give you find five of this item. That's probably a better example. Once you've done that, it feels good. It's like, yeah, I found the five jars of coleslaw. Go me. I'm awesome, right? Do that with your goals, right? Whatever it is, just break it down, make it manageable because the more times you repeat that process of completed a goal, check that off the list, the more hits of dopamine you're going to get. Sound familiar, doesn't it? Yes, you can train your brain to feel the same way about binging on games or Netflix as you can with productivity. But like I said, it just takes a little bit more work. So that's number three. Make some sort of quest board, goal tracker, vision board, whatever you want to call it. Just organize your mission objectives so you can see them on paper and make constant progress towards them. So number four. So you've probably heard of this one before, and we've even talked about it on the podcast, I'm sure, but it's just so effective that I couldn't leave it out. Number four is taking advantage of a Pomodoro timer or some sort of timing system to keep you on track. And again, if we're going to relate this to gaming, think of it like this. In a game, some games give you a time limit to accomplish things. Although I've noticed that's not as common as it used to be in the past, it was always a component that kept you focused. That was the thing about the countdown timer. You might know that you only have two minutes to complete the mission objective, so you worked your ass off to try and get it done. You did everything you could to beat that timer. Well, with the Pomodoro technique, what's great is it works double for productivity because when you know you've only got, well, whatever you set the timer to, personally, I like to do 40-minute increments, but they recommend you do about 25 minutes. Whatever it is, you know you have that amount of time to get from point A to B and do as much damage on this thing as you can. Whatever it is you're working on, it works great. So if you're not doing it already, get on a Pomodoro technique and research it up online if you haven't seen it before because this is really the system that goes around your quest tracker and your reward system we talked about in point two. You need some sort of system to encase those things. If you know you need to do this goal and this goal and this goal to get your loot crate that we talked about, well, having a Pomodoro timer makes it all the more challenging for you to get there because you know you only have so much time before the timer runs out and you're going to take a short break. So, with that little boost to your productivity, I promise you, when you work in that 25, 40 minute, whatever it is increment, you're going to work hard for that time. And the best part is you get a little break after. Again, let's take that back to the countdown timer on Netflix. You watch an episode of something, you get a little bit of a break before it comes on and voila, you're back in another episode of this show you're watching. That break actually allows your brain to reset. It's strange because just like the Pomodoro technique, I think Netflix has realized that, like I said at the start of the episode, they make that countdown timer short enough for you to get up, take a piss, you know, grab a snack and sit your ass back down for the next episode, but not long enough that you'd lose interest in what you're doing, which is watching Netflix. This works with the Pomodoro technique. Now, generally, when you do this technique, they say, you know, do 25 minutes of work and then take a short break, maybe five minutes. For me, when I do the 40-minute sessions, what I would normally do is take that five minutes for myself, 
to do anything unrelated to work, to let my brain reset. This can be a great time for you to throw in those loot crates. Like for example, if you say, I'll do three Pomodoro timers and then on the third break, I'll give myself that reward. Great, that works awesome. But anytime you get a break, whatever you do, put down the pen, stop typing, stop doing whatever it is you're doing to work on your, your project. Because if you stop immediately, there's this great little phenomenon where it's kind of like, well, you've all seen a cliffhanger ending in a movie or a video game. It's probably driven you nuts. You want to know what's going to happen. Is the guy going to survive? Is the human race going to go extinct? What Did apes really take over the planet? I need to know what happens next. Well, that's a cliffhanger ending. That works in the Pomodoro technique more than you would think. If you're right in the middle of a sentence and your timer goes off, stop typing. Stop typing because you're going to want to finish that sentence. It's just human nature to want to complete things. I mean, that's what this whole system we're talking about right now is based around. It's checking things off that list. So if suddenly you are not allowed to finish that sentence. You're going to be waiting. You're going to be watching that five minute timer going, come on, break time. Come on. I need to get back to this, which is exactly the effect we want, isn't it? We want to be binging on our productivity. We want to be so enthused, enthusiastic about what we're doing that we just can't help but stop. That's a good sign. But you need to remember not to burn yourself out. Take those five minutes. Remember that when you come back, you're going to be exactly where you left off. But take those five minutes to just chill out. Don't do something that's going to maybe, if you have an issue with games especially, maybe don't do something that might trigger you to want to go back and, you know, try not to fall into that trap. And I've done this before myself where you justify, well, I've been working so hard lately. I'm sure if I follow this system of productivity, I might actually be able to game again in my free time because, well, look, I've changed myself. I'm not going to have an addiction problem anymore. What I find what happens if you get into that mindset can be a little dangerous. You, You can tell yourself you're fine and then you might put on a quick game or cell phone game or something for five minutes in that Pomodoro break time. But before you know it, you start to become less enthusiastic about the work because, again, we all know it, the dopamine release you get from playing a video game is going to be much more frequent, probably a little more intense, and obviously more accessible than doing a little hard work to get that same release. So, you know, what's it going to do? Your brain's going to want to do the thing that's easiest. That's been proven by science time and time again. So if it can get that dopamine release quicker and easier in a video game, you're going to start to wean yourself off of productivity and you might fall back into that old habit of gaming to satisfy yourself. So just be careful with that. And I don't really need to say much more on that, but just keep it in mind. Find something for that five minute break that gives you something that centers yourself, but it's it's healthy, productive too. Maybe just get up, take a quick walk, do some stretches, even read a book for five minutes, whatever it is. That's your decision. And I've got some great apps before I move on to the next point that I wanted to point out that go with this Pomodoro technique. Of course, you can just search Pomodoro in your app store and there's a ton of options there. But one that I really liked, and again, they're not paying us to say this, I'm not affiliated, I just really liked this app, was one called Productivity Challenge. The reason I like it is, I'll be honest, the interface, eh, it's okay. It's not the greatest interface you've ever seen. But It kicks your ass into high gear, and I love that. It essentially takes no prisoners, which I love. This app will start whistling and howling at you if you don't jump back in once the timer goes off. It'll even give you these kind of uh, tough love motivational phrases to keep you on board. 
It's got a ranking system built in. So if you fall off your productivity, you'll see your rank drop. And they actually make it kind of difficult to rank up once you get to a certain point. So it's a constant challenge to kind of keep it at a satisfactory level. But I like it. It's good for someone if you love a little tough, a tough love. You know, if you want to have your app kind of kick your ass a little bit, worked good for me. Found it on the Android App Store. Not sure about uh, if it's on Apple devices or not, but you'd have to look into that. But like I said, just search Productivity Timer. There's a ton of great ones that are maybe a little bit nicer to you than that one. Uh, but anything you can find is going to work in your favor. Even just setting a timer without an app works just as good. Number five, time played versus time lived. Now, think about a video game. You might have played one where you could go into your stats and see how many hours you've logged. Sometimes that shows up on a save file. You can see stats like how many enemies have you defeated? How many items have you collected? It tracks everything for you. Now, doesn't it feel good if you think back to those days when you may have used a game? It felt good to see what you did, what you accomplished in all those hours you put into a game. Think about what would happen if you could do that in your real life? Instead of hours played, what if we were tracking hours lived? That is incredibly powerful. And I highly recommend you include this, some sort of tracking system as you make your way to your goal. Whether that just simply means journaling at the end of a day, which Cam has talked about on this podcast over and over, journaling to reflect on what you accomplished is huge because it makes you realize just sort of like visualizing in the morning what you're going to accomplish, what success you're working towards, you can actually look back and see what success came out of all that hard work and you can quantify it. And it feels good because you'll always be able to look back and go, I did that and I have proof of it right here. And it's kind of like giving yourself a little pat on the back to keep going and keep doing and reinforcing those habits. So you could journal, you could also just track stats yourself. You could make a little spreadsheet so every time you complete a task that was on your list, you can add another point to your spreadsheet. Tasks completed. Uh, I've completed 28 in this quest, but I'm still going. Another way to track progress that I found is, for example, with exercise, you can track how many reps and sets you did in that day of exercise. You can mark it and then for the next day, do the same. You can actually measure over time with this method how much progress you've made. You might have started out lifting 10-pound weights, and now you're on to doing bicep curls with 40-pound weights a couple months later. Who knows? It's always good to see where you started. It's kind of humbling because you remember that when you started, you may have not been as capable of doing what you're doing, but you've really grown over time and that feels good. We need that reinforcement in our life. And the truth is you're going to be one of the only people in your life to really take initiative and make sure that happens. Sure, there might be people that'll comment or mention, hey, you, you look like you've been working out, you look better. And that feels good. But when it's consistent, when you can look at it every day, it really does keep you going. So hours played versus hours lived. How are you going to do it? Let's say you're a writer. Uh, I don't know, maybe you want to write a certain amount of words a day. Well, what you could do is you could, I know many word processing programs do this, highlight the text you wrote for that day and do a word count on it. Add that to your total. See how you've progressed day to day. How many words did I write today? Well, looks like I did 500, whereas yesterday I only did 300. So I'd say that's an improvement. That kind of gives you a little system where you can try to beat your record the previous day. It gives you something to work towards. 
I love this sort of information tracking because it really does work. So if you can find some way to work it into your schedule, into your system that you're building here to learn how to binge on production and productivity, I would say that's a huge one. When you choose to do it is up to you. I usually like to log at the end of every session. Some people wait till the end of the day. Whatever works with your schedule, just find a way to work it in and always check back. Even if it's just once a week, make a note on your calendar. Go look at progress and go see what you've done. I promise you, if you're feeling low and you're feeling like it's not worth it or you're feeling unmotivated, just seeing what you've done will give you that little boost to maybe keep going and keep trying harder. Finally, here we are at number six, the last point in our list of how to learn to binge on productivity. This one's huge, and I saved it for last because it's really the basis of all things. When you were a kid, or maybe just a little bit younger, or maybe in your gaming past, you remember picking up a game, whether that meant going to a game store or just going on to the digital marketplace and finding something for yourself. You remember that experience of searching, of shopping for something, and that can be anything in life, not just gaming. It could be shopping for some new appliances for the house, new clothes, uh, school supplies, whatever. It's nice to have that choice to pick something that suits you. And when you would go shopping for games, it was probably no different. You wanted to pick a game that looked entertaining, had a good storyline, had the action you were looking for. Doing this in the real world with the content that you're working towards is huge. And that's why number six is all about the content. What is this thing you're working towards? And we kind of talked about this in the goal tracker. What is your number one goal, your, your end game, your end of story that you want to work towards? When it comes to the content, we have to think of what is it that makes me happy, that makes me feel productive, that makes me feel like even if I have to do something else to support this passion, this goal, this dream of mine. It's worth doing the hard work to get there. It can be anything. For some of us, that's, again, I don't know, starting a blog or starting a YouTube channel or becoming good at a skill, learning martial arts, uh, whatever it is. And likely, it's probably not going to be something that you'll make a living off of, maybe not right off the bat anyways. You might have to work a part-time or full-time job while you develop this skill, work towards this goal. But determine for yourself, what is that content that makes my heart sing, baby? What is that thing? Because if you can find it, I promise you the five steps I've given you already will be that much easier. In a way, this should almost be your first step when you start. Defining the content. What is the item if we're thinking of, it, thinking of it in that context of going to shop for a video game, what is that one game, that one box, that one download that makes you know without a doubt that you've made the right choice? What is that thing in your life? I suggest you think about it and try to find it if you don't know already. But if you do, well, you've only got five more steps to take to learn and teach yourself how to binge on productivity. Now, I promise you, if you wake up every morning, like we said, you give yourself that loading screen, visualize, meditate. You jump into the day knowing that you've got a loot crate coming. You've got a reward system. You've planned out your rewards for that day. What are they going to be? You go forward and look at your goal tracker and how you are going to grind to access those loot crates, as we put them. You do all these things. 
You set a Pomodoro timer. You get right into the gameplay of things. You start doing the grinding, the work to get that goal. And then you track that progress. You look at the end of the day at how many hours you spent binging on productivity. You look at the things you accomplished while doing that. And I promise you, all of these things, they're going to make you feel better. They're going to make you want to come back just this tiny little, even just a centimeter more if we had to measure it than you wanted to come back the day before. You keep doing this every day. Eventually, you're not going to be able to stop yourself from coming back for more. It's just going to be an ingrained habit. You just got to learn to binge. And here's the thing to wrap this all up. You teach yourself how to binge on productivity. And I promise you, the next time you see somebody binging on Netflix, sitting there on the couch with a bowl of popcorn and a big two liter bottle of soda, you're going to think to yourself, man, I'm glad that's not me right now. No hate to anybody who may go out there and enjoy content in that form. I'm just saying, if you want to make a change in your life, if you want to do great things, achieve the goals you set for yourself, I promise you it does not happen on the couch. So, friends, I recommend that you try this for yourself. Learn to binge on productivity. We used to binge on games. We used to binge on entertainment. I used to do it all the time. Trust me. When I was a kid, I'd come home from school, and I kid you not, I would sit on the couch and watch TV until I had to go to bed. I used to do that with video games sometimes. I look back on that, and I still regret it because I know it didn't get me anywhere. And I remember feeling quite depressed doing that all the time. I remember feeling like I knew there was no point to this anymore, yet I couldn't stop myself from doing it. And that's because I had taught myself to binge on entertainment. I have put myself into that frame of mind that that's just what you do. So I'm going to say it one more time. Imagine if you could take that frame of mind, that same frame of mind that made me depressed as a teenager who would come home from school and do nothing and just binge on entertainment, think of if that mindset could work in your favor. Think of if you just couldn't help but come home and start working on your project because that's just what you're supposed to do. Wouldn't that be incredibly powerful? Don't you think that could change your life? I certainly do. And I see it today in myself as I work on projects that are meaningful to me. I see it in Cam, who I would definitely say has mastered the art of binging on productivity. And if we can do it, I know you can do it too. So take these steps into account. I wish you the best of luck. And thank you for joining me on episode 19 of the Game Quitters podcast. I'm looking forward to next week. We're hitting episode two, zero, and uh, we're going to keep on going. We ain't going anywhere for a long time, folks. Thank you for joining me on the Game Quitters podcast. On behalf of Cam Adair, adios. For full-length episodes of the Game Quitters podcast, be sure to check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash gamequitters, or visit us online at www.gamequitters.com.